verse 22. Now, y'all don't have to be quiet in here today. I know last Sunday, last Sunday with Brother Daniel Couch, everybody got a little excited, and I could hear some amens and yeses and preaches and that kind of stuff, you know. And uh, maybe if you did some of that to me, I could preach like him. I don't need to preach like Daniel Couch. He's got his own thing going. I just want to preach like me, okay? But uh, we're going to begin the Scripture this morning. And, and just so you know, the next we're going to, Luke, is, is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, Noah had come off the ark with his family and God gave them a promise. Listen to what he said. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now this month of, of July, I felt in my spirit that we're going to be talking about freedom. And uh, you say, where do you get freedom in that? Well, I want you just to follow me this morning, okay? We're going to be talking about freedom since we're, this is, you might say, the Freedom Month nationally and celebrating their independence on the 4th on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about freedom because, folks, there's, there's so many of us. Well, let me say this. All of us have areas in our life to where we need to be more free than what we are now. Every one of us. Everybody's sitting here. And uh, so... But that's what we're going to do. But what we're going to do today, how I want to go about this, I felt the Lord lead me. As a matter of fact, I had studied all week long on a message about freedom, about being free. But, I mean, I'd have thoughts, but I could not ever fit anything together. I mean, I kept trying, struggled with it. And so finally I did what all preachers do. I prayed yesterday morning. I said, Lord, what? what? And the Lord just put this in my spirit. Going through. Going through. And then he talked about change. And he talked about seasons. Now see, a lot of times ministers use this scripture right here to talk about giving. How that we need to sow seed and give and, and all of that. And I, and I don't want to disappoint you, but that's not what I'm going to talk about this morning. See, what I want you to see in this scripture is that God said as long as this earth is here, there's going to be seasons that are going to change. He says that as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time, that's a season, and there'll be harvest, that's another season. Now, and, and here's the thing about it. When we talk about seed time and harvest, it's talking about everything that goes in between that. Because we all know that in the natural, you don't just sow a seed out here in the spring and then come back in the fall and pick something. There's work that takes place in between time and elements that goes into that that's got to be there. And, uh, you know, if you could do it that way, everybody would have a garden, wouldn't they? I mean, it, it wouldn't be nobody running from it. Yeah, let's plant a garden because all you got to do is put down some seed and go back after a while and get something off of it. Well, he said there'd be seed time and harvest. He said there'd be cold and heat. There would be summer and winter and day and night. He's talking about seasons. He's talking about change. He's talking about things taking place and moving in a direction. Now, I want you to understand this, that everything in the natural, there's a parallel in the Spirit for that. 
in the spiritual life, there's seed time and harvest. In the spiritual life, there's cold and heat. We don't like to think about that, but there is. There's times that we get cold spiritually. Though, though Baptist preachers would call it cold and indifferent. I just call it backslid. Okay? Because that we get to that point sometime and, and we're cold. But then there's times of heat. I like the times of heat. But then there's times in between the cold and the heat and the heat and the cold because sometimes we go from heat back to cold and we hit a place called lukewarm and that's the season that you definitely don't want to stay in too long. That's the season where you get spewed out and we don't want that season to take place. And he says that that in the Christian life there's summer and winter. There's times that we're going through things and, and I mean everything is just fine and life is wonderful and life is dandy. But then we come into winter time when things is not as wonderful and dandy as they were back when it was summer. Y'all y'all you understand what I'm talking about? And then he said day and night. And in and, and the spiritual life, there's times of light. We walk in the light. And there's times that darkness comes. And we don't want that darkness to put out our light. Instead, we want our light to expel that darkness. And we move on with God. I want you to look with me in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if any of y'all remember back in the uh, late 70s, mid-70s, somewhere back in that time. Uh, a few of us can remember that, can't we, Ron? There was a song that was made popular by uh, a group, and I, the, they, I don't think it was the BGs. I don't think that was it. I don't know. The Birds, that's it. Thank you, Ginger. See, she remembers back then. <laughs> yes, the baby, you, your mother played it for you a lot, didn't she? <laughs> Well, that song, it was taken from this passage of Scripture. And the writer of that song said that he borrowed all of the words to that song except five. The last five words in the song. But now, but here's something you may think about that song. That song, 40% of the royalties that came off of that song was given to an organization in Israel that was there to protect buildings from being torn down. Now, that, that's a little trivia there that you want to know. You know, in case anybody were to ever ask you that, in a trivia game, you'd be able to tell them that 40% of the proceeds from this song to everything, turn, 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 that they went to Israel to help preserve buildings. Well, I'm going to read this this morning. You read along with me. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time, to, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. That's something that we're trying to do at our house. <laughs> Isn't that right, dear? <laughs> I 
<laughs> I tickled the other day, Hallie called her Rita, uh, organized hoarder. <laughs> okay, moving right along. I'll, I'll pay for that later. A time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, that was then, and a time to speak, a time to love, remember, dear, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace, and the words that that fellow put in that song that he wrote himself was, and it's not too late. Okay. So anyhow, he said here there's a season. The word season means an appointed time. There's an appointed time for summer. That when the earth is rotating in the right direction and, and tilted on its axis in the, in the proper way in relation to the sun, that's an appointed time. God set it down that way. He appointed it to be that. And uh, there's a appointed time for the sun to come up. And there's a appointed time for it to be light and an appointed time for it to be darkness. Can you imagine what it would be if you lived in a place where the sun shined all the time? That would be a tough situation to me because I like for it to get dark. I found out the darker the room, the better the sleep. That children don't realize that. Everything and everyone is going through seasons, appointed times, times that are going to come and times that are going to be their seasons. Now, I want you to understand something about a season right now. The thing about a season is this, it's going to change. That season is not here to stay forever. It's going to change. Even on the equator, where it's hot all the time, they experience changes from time to time because of the tilting of the sun. Even in the Arctic and the Antarctic, where it's cold, it's cold there even in the summertime, but they still experience summertime. Every season in the natural is going to change. Every season in the spiritual is going to change. And every season that you go through personally is going to change. Everything that we see in life has a season and it's going to change. Right now we're in the hot weather season, right? But do you know what's going to change? And, and then it's going to be cool weather, and it's going to be cold weather. And we think, man, this winter's never going to get over with, but it changes, and spring starts, even though it may not be but a few days sometimes, and then summer comes again. So everything changes. Whatever you're, I'm going to tell you this. Whatever you're going through today, whatever season of life that you find yourself in, personally and spiritually, every bit of that, is going to change. And let me tell you something now, and I may say this later too. How you do and what you do during this season of your life is going to affect how you handle the next season that comes along. Because there's going to be other things that happen. You say, well, well Pastor, I don't want bad things to always be in my life. Can I tell you this? Life is going to happen, and there's nothing we can do about that except go to heaven. Or, <laughs> I like the going to heaven idea myself. 
If we don't, if, if we don't want to go through life and we don't want to go through change, then pray that the rapture happens or pray that the Lord uh, takes you on home, that you get out of this life. But as long as you're here, you're going to go through situations. You're going to go through circumstances. Now, time. He said there, there's a season and a time for every purpose. Don't you understand? This? God has a purpose in everything that He does. You say, was all this bad stuff happen, come from God? No, but seasons, God set it down. And God has a purpose in all that. Luke, uh, put up verse 11 of that same Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Verse 11 says, He hath made everything beautiful in when you want it. In His time. He has made everything. Think about that. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You believe God can make this beautiful? Yes, because God can affect a change in that season. If you feel like you're in a winter time personally, and, and it, it, I mean, it's just everything's cold, and it, it looks like this darkness, and the days are not long, and, but the nights are far too long, and, and I'm going through this winter time, this problem, this circumstance. I want you to understand this, child of God, that regardless of what things may look like and seem like to you in your physical, in your spiritual, in your mental, in your financial, in your family, and whatever it may be, and I want you to know that God will affect a change, and out of that will come something beautiful. Amen? Mm, thank you, J.J. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. He has set the world in their heart. Also, He has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh for the, from the beginning to the end. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I know it's going to turn out, and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be good. God's going to work it for my good. Amen? What did He say in Romans chapter 8? You don't have to go here. Romans chapter 8, He says that, all things. Now, folks, I, I don't know how, how you think about all things. You can be the best theologian that there is going, and you can't make all things mean anything but all things. Right? Works together for the good. But that's not for everybody. See, I've heard that said about people just, I mean, people don't even know God. Well, you know all things work together for the good. Well, no, 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 no. The Bible does say all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. There's a difference, isn't there? If it's not working together for your good, then there's something wrong somewhere. And you think, well, how can this work together? For, how can this situation ever possibly be good? Child of God, if you'll just hold on to the things of God and, and look to keep looking to Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to direct your life and stand in the Word of God, that whatever's going on in your life right now, God will indeed make something beautiful out of that thing. And it'll be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to notice he, he talks about some things here. Now, I looked up this word this week, and or not this week, it's just yesterday and last night. There's a term, and Bobby, I'm, I hope I get this right. It's called mirisms. You know what a mirism is? Anybody? Well, now I'm going to show you how smart I am, okay? 
Amirism is a legal term, by the way, but anyhow, what it means in the dictionary, it's a figure of speech by which something is referred to by a phrase that enumerates several other things. Now, that tells me this, that terms like, I looked high and low, high and low, that means I looked everywhere for You got what I'm saying? If you make this the term hook, line, and sinker, that means you were gullible and believed everything. Didn't didn't wasn't nothing you didn't believe, and and that kind of thing. So, what he's doing here in this scripture is telling us that in every time there's a time to be born and a time to die, and then everything that goes in that lifespan, there's a time and a season for it. Everything, see. Uh, that, that tells us that in the seasons of life, you could look at the spring of life being the, the time of birth and then the time of budding, childhood, uh, growing, those times that we call uh, terrible twos and terrific threes, right? Those kind of things. We see children begin to grow in their innocence. And they grow and they come in to being teenagers. And the time that whenever we remember back how we loved them when they were born and how we hate them now, and I don't mean hate them, but, you know. But they're full of life. And they're enjoying life. And this is, this is their springtime. And then summertime comes in our life. As young adult and adult. That's the cultivating time. That's the time that we begin to develop our characters and our personalities and, and our habits and ethics that we have in life is during that time. And, and I mean, during that time, people work. Because it's just like if you plant a crop in the summertime, that's the cultivating time. And you work to develop that and, and so that after a while, you receive a harvest of that. As, as, during that time, you're developing your children so that you can reap a harvest of your children. And that's them going out on their own and starting another family and, and those kind of things. But then you come into the, the fall of life, and that's when you're able to begin to enjoy some of the fruits of your labor, some of the things that you had, had, uh, had over the year, and then... Uh, or, or rather, that's the harvesting time of life. I got ahead of myself. Then the winter time comes where you enjoy the fruits of that. And that's what we call old age. When, whenever you get to the point to where you left off the, the working time and the gathering time, and now then you're enjoying the fruits of that labor. And sometimes that's grandchildren and great-grandchildren and, and things of that nature. And, and then people retire and and, you know, they quit. They just quit working and they kick back. And the only problem that men run hadn't found out when that starts yet, how we run. <laughs> we enjoy things, but we keep going and keep moving on. In the spiritual sense, it, it, it runs parallel to this. The spring of the Christian life is when we first get saved. Whenever we make Jesus Lord of our life, when we allow the Holy Spirit then to fill us up and, 
and we begin to grow and we begin to learn and there's such youthful excitement in salvation and, 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 and in the Holy Spirit and we enjoy these times. Folks, I mean, we don't miss anything. We, we, we're going full speed ahead, day and night. We're in the Word. We're in the church. We're praising God. We're praying. We're learning. And it's during this springtime. And then we, we come to the summertime of life when we uh, work to mature our knowledge, and we gain knowledge, and we gain understanding. And then we move on over into the winter time of that when we're reaching out and helping others grow and, and, and seeing the fruit of the labor that we've put out spiritually. And we, we uh, see John talked about this thing. In First John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. First John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. Winter time's old men. Not in old women, but it, he talks to us as fathers, and he says this, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Now, he's talking about our spiritual growth, our spiritual development, the seasons we go through. Let me tell you this. If you've been a Christian for 20 years, you need to have the youthful excitement that you had when you first got saved, but you need to understand, folks, that you don't need to keep making the same mistakes that a baby Christian makes. There needs to be a growing time. But at the same time, along with it, there don't need to be a judgmental time to where you're looking down on others because they're not where you are. You know, to some extent, we could all do that today, couldn't we? I could stand today and look down my nose at a lot of people because they're not where I am spiritually. But you know what happens when I get to doing that? I'm not where I think I am spiritually. And I'm trying to compare myself with somebody else and say, well, I, I'm, you know, I've been here for longer than they have. That, that don't make any difference, folks. I, I've been a Christian 49 years, but I have met some younger guys and younger women that seem like they're further advanced in some areas of their Christian life than I've ever thought about being. So, so we don't judge, but we reach back and help so that they can grow through that babyhood stage and that young man stage and get over into the father stage, the old man stage, where they're helping other people grow and to grow spiritually. So we have those growths. But then there's personal seasons. And this is where I want to get to. You know, it's personal seasons of things that we go through personally. Times when things aren't great. There's times when things are great. And people say, you know, how you doing, man? I'm just living the dream. I mean, they've got a good job. They've got a good family. They're making good money. They got all the toys they want and all of this kind of stuff. And life is just great because, you know, it seems like everything's going good and, and the children are, are behaving fairly well. Of course, they haven't got to be teenagers yet. But anyway, the, the, the children are doing good and they're not running all over the country. And, and, you know, just, man, I'm enjoying living my life. But then in the middle of that life, something, things begin to happen and things change to where that things are not so great anymore. 
And then, then what happens a lot of time is that people will move from that time of things being great and good, and they'll begin to, to slide into this other one because they've not made preparation for the winter time coming when they were in this summer over here. You see what I mean? They didn't lay by in store. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, Remember the ant, you sluggard, because they prepare their meat in the summer so that they'll have plenty to eat in the winter. You remember I said earlier that how you do in this season of your life will determine how you make it in the next season of your life that comes along. See, if you burn wood, you don't wait till November to start cutting wood for your fireplace or your heater. Isn't that right? And if you burn gas at your house, propane, you don't wait till the first coal spell to call up the gas company. You do that now when gas is cheaper and you, and you can get it at your leisure instead of waiting until November when that first real bad coal spell comes through and you're on a waiting list then. So how we do now? See, when, when things is going good in my personal life, I don't need to forget God. In Deuteronomy, he said that when you come into the, he said, you're, you'll come into the land, you're, you'll be increased in houses, you'll be increased in cattle, you'll be increased in gold and silver and all of these things. When you come into this land, he says, but if you don't watch it, you'll forget that it was God that brought you here. We get all of these things and life's going good. Folks, I'm going to tell you, when life's going good, it's more important that we're in the Word of God than, than it is any other time because life, things, that season is going to change. Now, I don't mean you're going to lose everything you have, but it means that your God that you begin to trust in, which is your things, your family, your possessions, and your money, is going to begin to let you down, and you're going to move into a time. You're going to move into a drought you're going to move into a winter time spiritually, and you're not going to know how to handle it. And it looks like, that, and you will hear this phrase, it never lets up. It never ends. It just seemed like my family that was so wonderful has just fallen apart. It seems like all of this stuff I have is just falling apart. My job's not what it used to be. And my income is not enough anymore. I'm not making it through this time. Folks, let me tell you, if you're season where things are going good, you need to thank God for that, and you need to do everything you can to be in the Word of God and walk in the Word of God and build up all of that you can in you so you can say, as the psalmist said, Your Word have I hid in my heart, stored up in my heart, that I might not sin against God, because I'm going to tell you, and I'm not trying to prophesize bad or doom on anyone, but there's going to come a season when all of that goodness is going to begin to change unless you're holding on to God right now in a great way, and then when it does change, you still have God to walk with. You still have Him to lean on. And you know, hey, we're going through a situation with our children. We're going through a situation, uh, a husband may say, I'm going through a situation with my wife. Or a wife may say, I'm going through a situation with my husband. And it's not great. It's not grand. Or children may say, we're going through a situation with our parents. And it's not great or grand. But let me tell you what. If you'll hold on to God, God will bring you through that situation. And God will bring beauty out of that according to His Word that He promised. Amen? You ought to give the Lord a hand clap. I hope you listen as good as I feel like I'm preaching this morning, okay? <laughs> Everybody say, Pastor, you're preaching good. <laughs> Remember, 
Let's let's turn this thing around. You say, Pastor, I come in here this morning, it just looks like my life, I'm just struggling. I'm just holding on. And it don't seem like that it's ever going to let up. You know, I wanted my children to be different. I wanted my life to be different. I wanted my marriage to be different. I wanted my finances to be different. I thought that by now, at this point in my life, I'd have a pontoon boat. I just had to throw that in, okay? <laughs> that, oh, hey, listen, listen. That ain't got nothing to do with you being down. I'm not down and out because I haven't got a pontoon boat sitting in my house. I want you all to know that, okay? I just, you're getting too serious with me there. <laughs> but if I had one, no, I'm just laughing. But we come in and we get to that point. We get to a time of desperation. See, so many times the thing that brought us there is because that we wasn't staying strong with God in the good times. We was dependent on the good times to get us through. Folks, the good times not going to get you through. You know, I learned that when I was in the world. Whenever I used to, to, to drink and dope, I learned that the good times that I had then didn't get me through the next day. Good times don't get you through. through. It's the foundation of the Word of God that gets you through. Things happen to all of us. In Matthew chapter 7, and this is a scripture that we look at quite a bit, we find that life happens. We find that, uh, and, and we're reminded this other day, Pat reminded us of it Friday night, that what you're going through right now is things that everybody else has had to deal with, or at least somebody's had to deal with the same thing that you're going through, whatever it may be. But, they, but whenever they put their faith and trust in God, their season began to change. If it was hot summertime, it began to be fall for them when things cooled down and, and they then began to reap a harvest. If it was cold winter time, then they began to see things warm up and the situation flood and spring forth and bring forth new life into their life. Things happen. Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. I want you to notice some things in that. First of all, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and it beat on that house. And then in verse 26 he says, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, same rain. The floods came, the winds blew, and beat on that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Let me tell you, I can just imagine these two builders out here building houses, and boy, this is... This is this guy and his wife's dream house. They've been wanting this house forever. And so he said, look, we're not going to put this house just anywhere. We're going to find us some good, solid ground, good rocky ground that we can dig down and find a solid rock and we can build this house on. Because we're determined this house is going to be here regardless of what kind of storms may come against it. 
Then we see this other fellow, he and his wife, they're just lackadaisical and, you know, uh, they just, you know, well, we, we're going to build us a house too, but we want ours off over here close to the beach. You know, the beach is nice and beautiful, but you know what's over at the beach? A whole lot of sand. They have to do some big time stuff to get a house secured at the beach. But they just dug down and built it on the sand. Didn't even really dig down. Built it on the sand. Beautiful house. And oh, they're so proud of this house. They invited their, all their neighbors over and had a, a house warming and a grand opening for their big house. But then one day, in that same area, there was a storm. And it rained. Torrential rain. Wind. Hurricane kind of wind began to blow. The water leaped up on that house. The floods came. And the house that was built on the sand fell. Now what does that tell me? Problems happen. People get sick. You know, sickness is no respecter of person, is it? Pain is no respecter of person. Death is no respecter of person. Christian people have children and loved ones and, 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 and babies and uh, brothers and sisters and husbands and wives that die and, and, and sickness will come about. Uh, getting laid off, that comes about. And, and they don't come to ask you, you know, well, and say to you, well, now look, we're going to have a layoff. If you're a Christian, we're going to keep you. That don't happen in too many places. When you go to buy an automobile, they don't give you a discount for being a Christian in too many places. I've never got one for being a Christian. Of course, I've never asked. And But, uh, but you know, you pay the same thing. When, when we bought Loretta's car here a couple of years ago, we paid the same thing that the next people that come through paid for. So what I'm saying is this. We all have situations in life. We all go through seasons. And sometimes the season I'm going through will look like the same season that a noble here that absolutely will not profess Jesus Christ is going through. And people will look and say, well, you know, Pastor, you know better off than he is. Look, he's going through the same thing you are. You're going through the same thing he is. Where's the difference? Here's the difference. Before this storm's over with, he's going to fall. But when this storm's over, I'm going to keep still, be standing. Why? Because I'm preparing for the season that's coming. In this season I'm in right now, I'm preparing for that next season that's going to take place. I'm determined to be on the Word of God. I'm determined to walk in the Word of God. I'm determined to allow the Word of God to keep me. Listen, folks, here's something we've got to do. How do we get through the different seasons? I know I've been a little bit long this morning, but had something to fill up the time. Y'all don't want to get out to church that early. This will change. How do I know? Well, first of all, know this, every one of you, that in the season that you're in right now in your life, regardless of how bright or how gloomy it may seem, Jesus is with you. He gave us a promise, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you always, always. Like one of those all things kind of thing. It don't leave out any time. He didn't say, I'll be with you when you come to church. He didn't say, I'll be with you 
when you when things are going good. He said, I'll be with you all the time. Because look, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. Listen to what he said. He said, when you pass through the waters, Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame scorch you. It will not kindle up on you. It will not get on you. Listen to what he said. He said, when you go through the fire, when you're going through that season in your life that feels like all the pressure that hell can put up on you is there, he said, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. The key to it is to be determined to go through it. Everybody say through it. To go through it. He said, when you, when you pass through the waters, that word waters there means filthy. When you pass through all the filth that's going on, and the rivers, is talking about maybe a good time. But, he, but listen to this. The key to this verse is the word through. Because when he said, when you go through the waters and through the rivers, it's talking about a transition taking place in the Hebrew language. A transition taking place. For me to get from here to there, I may have to go through this water. I may have to walk through this river to get from there to here. Because there's where I'm at. This is where I'm going to be. But I'm going to transition through that. And regardless of what it may seem like, I know that He's with me. That He's there with me. Helping me and bringing me out. But then He said, when you go through the fire. The three Hebrew children remembered that, didn't they? See, Isaiah was written hundreds of years before the Hebrew children went, went into that fiery furnace. But they said, know this, O king, whether we come out or not, we're not bound down to you. We're going into that. But listen, he said when you go through the fire, that word through right there, isn't it strange how they got three words in, in the same verse and two of them mean one thing and the other one means something else? To us, it means the same thing. But listen, to those Hebrew people, it means into, through, and out of. Not in there to get burned up. Not in there to stay. Not always to live in the season that you're in right now. Into, through, and out of. When you come into the fire, you may go into it, but you determine to go through it, and you'll come out of it on the other side. One final thing. Isaiah 33, 6. How are we going to make it? What are we going to do? How? Can I prepare myself now for the next season? How can I do this? Isaiah 33, 6, it says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of thy times. The word times there comes from the same root word in the Hebrew as seasons does. So, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy seasons. Wisdom and knowledge. The wisdom and knowledge of God. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom and knowledge and revelation. Folks, I'm telling you, when we, in the, situ the time that we're in, if you're in that gloomy time, 
You need to be in the Word of God. If you're in the good time, if you're in the winter, the spring, the summer, the fall of your Christian life or your experience, you need to be in the Word of God because you'll not gain wisdom and knowledge to take care of your situation apart from God. You never will. I mean, you may, you may decide to go into a new vocation and you study and you learn and you go into that new vocation and that's well and good, but you carry all of that season with you unless you have the wisdom and knowledge of God to go through that time. It will be the stability. That is what make you stable through the storm. That's what will make you warm in the winter. That's what will make you cool in the summer. That's what will make you begin to bud forth and spring forth in the spring. That's what will make you have a harvest in the fall, folks, is being stable and in the Word of God and knowing that in all of this, God's with me. I may not see Him right now. I may not feel Him right now. I may not hear Him right now. But, folks, I know God is with me. And in that, I receive the understanding. I want to ask you this morning, what season are you in? You may be in a season where you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, and that would be a season of unbelief. Or you may be having some physical things going on, a season, a time that, you, that, that you're walking through problems. You may have a spiritual season going on where it just seems like things are cold or, or things are hot, you know. And, and I'm not saying that everybody that come in here and heard this message this morning that they're cold, okay? Because I believe some of you is hot, some of you is warm, some of you is in the fall, some of you is in the the spring and the summer, but there's some in the wintertime because of what we've allowed and what we've seen take place in our life. I want to be free. I want to be free. Free from the things that bind me. And as I look to Him and trust in Him, I know this is going to change. Churches go through seasons. I've seen them right here at Victory Fellowship. But I know this, I have this hope and this confidence that these things also will change. Amen? God's faithful, isn't He? All the time. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father, how we thank You this morning.